Welcome back, Welcome everybody, back to, to the, the For Freedom Podcast. Good grief. You <laughs> took forever. I didn't know if I was going to jump in or not. Well, it was, oh, I would just wait. I don't know what I was waiting for. I mean, come on. <laughs> you never told me. Well, it's done messed up now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, this is the For Freedom Podcast, uh, the podcast yes, where we... Don't we get it. Will you be quiet over there? <laughs> The podcast where we uh, attempt to apply Galatians 5.1 to those that have struggled and have been uh, experienced spiritual abuse within the church. Um, James, we let me say this. We are a podcast that is a part of the RFP network. And good grief, James. Mm, come on. The RFP network. What the heck is going on? I don't know, John. What do you think is going on? I don't know. It's it's gotten it's gotten crazy over the past week. Very much so. We uh we had a statement of faith that came out and uh John, did you sign that? Um yeah, I think so. I, okay. I did too. And, Is that what uh, we signed? I thought we signed something else. That was what we signed in blood for marriage or something. I don't uh, know. Okay. Uh yeah, so we we signed the statement of faith and uh you know, it was a it was a pretty well written statement. I know that the RFP guys put a lot of time and effort into it, and uh, just trying to bring some common ground. Um, I think that even Craig Edwards did a a conference one time called Common Ground, uh, and I enjoyed listening to some things there and some things that the the guys that were there had to say. And I think that we can find common ground uh, when we work together. We're not always going to agree on everything. Me and John, you've heard us before. We don't agree on everything even on this podcast, and uh, you're not going to always fully agree on everything, but there is some common basic beliefs that we need to work with, and I think that's sort of what the the statement of faith was saying, and so uh, I think the guys have done well of explaining that over the last couple of episodes that they've done. So, Well, James pretty much covered the episode before we even ran the intro. <laughs> You asked me about it, John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's let's hit that intro. I do not mean to be mean. I do mean to be mad. You obey your pastor. If you ain't got the King James, you ain't got... Hey, if you don't have a King James, you don't have a Bible. I still believe if you're cold day in hell before I get my challenge from a woman, I'm a preacher. The young preachers that do love God get pulled off into Calvinism. And I'll fight it, I'll fight it. I'll fight you in the parking lot over it. I'll get personal with you. When you got dressed today, you dressed deity. This is the For Freedom Podcast. A podcast that is part of the RFP Network that seeks to bring freedom in Christ from the spiritual abuse of legalism in the independent fundamental Baptist movement. Now here are your hosts, John Hollyfield and James Sapert. And so fundamentalism is designed to unpack the idea of authority from scripture the problem with that is that that's not the defining principle in scripture it is a part of scripture but the defining principle in scripture is love 
saying that all men who sit under the, that, that teaching will become abusive. But what I'm saying is the ones who are abusive will be drawn to that sort of teaching. I don't want to give people just a list of things they can start doing differently until they have a heart out of which they're going to be doing those things differently. Bitterness is different from hurt. I would say that hurt or even abuse does not have to result in bitterness. All right, guys. Well, this is what we wanted to do today. We wanted to drop this episode. And quite honestly, I don't really care for doing this type of thing because um, in the whole grand scheme of episodes, when people catch up with this, it's sort of like a current event thing that none of this stuff is going to matter, you know, six months from now or a year from now. And, you know, they may come through this episode and say, what is all of this about? I mean, honestly, um, it's just something that's going on now. We don't really like to do that, but I think that it's important because of some things that we've seen and people's responses um, to to address uh, this. And uh, quite honestly, we're going to attempt to maybe give some help towards uh, halfway through uh, that would make this episode worthwhile to listen to, even if it's like way past all of this and none of this stuff really is matters or you have no idea what's going on. But let me start off by saying this. Um, I started the podcast in June of 2020 and uh, I started years yeah yeah I started this podcast and um, thought it was an avenue that I could go down um, and I decided to uh, I don't know I, I had a burden that I wanted to speak into the world of those that have come out of uh, legalism within the same realm that I came out of in the Independent Fundamental Baptist movement, and I—I I don't know. I—I I thought that uh, I could be—I could add something to the conversation. Uh, you know, the Preacher Boys had just started. I did an interview on there early, early on, and then the RFP had started, and I'd heard some things of them, but I thought maybe I could go into a little bit more detail than what they were doing. So I started it, and that was the plan, and I, you know, did some things. And so if you listen to the early episodes, it's just me. But quite honestly, James was right there along with me uh, from the very first, from the very start. I mean, getting it uploaded the very first time we spent, what, two or three hours at your church yeah, you know, trying fun. to figure the dad blame thing out. Yeah, that was so, that was a very interesting day. I remember, I remember that day very vividly because— John was not disclosing everything that he had done to make the podcast. And there was one image that was not allowing us to even move forward because we couldn't find that image because John had uploaded the wrong size image. It was a very frustrating day to say the least, yeah. but I remember it. I remember it. Yeah. And, uh, and so as time went on and James was James, you know, honestly was, it was about the only friend um, that I had that was supportive of what I was doing. That let me say this: the only friend I had that knew what I was doing, and was supportive of it, and uh, was always had my back uh, with it. And you know, uh, he had shared some things about his story, so I wanted him to come on. And then I was like, you know what? You know, what? Let's make this thing better. Let's have you join as a co-host. And monumental uh, day, monumental oh, day. And it's been ten <laughs> times better ever since. 
it has been 10 times better ever since. And James has added so much to it. Uh, not only did he help us get it going online with his technological expertise, he uh, the graphic that we have right now, he, he put together as well. And uh, he's done a lot of things there. And so me and James sort of had a plan to go. And, and we have changed the, the purpose of the podcast over time. You know, we got to doing this, and we found that there were people that handled theology uh, better. And uh, so we were like, well, maybe that's not the direction we go. And I was finishing up my certification in biblical counseling. James just started his, and we, we had the thought, maybe we could bring biblical counseling to the conversation of those that have left spiritually abusive churches. So that's sort of the, the goal that we're working at right now. But I think it was February of 2021 that uh, J.C. reached out to me and said, hey, has anybody talked to you? Anybody, he, he was talking about Nathan or Brian. Have they reached out to you about joining the RFP network? And I was like, no. He said, oh, I thought they had. Okay, never mind. Hey, would you like to join the RFP network? <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I said, let me, uh, let, me, let me shoot James a message. And so I asked James, and James was like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. So then um, Nathan got in touch with me, and he said, uh, let's go out to eat. So we went and ate at Champies in Chattanooga. And uh, you know what Nathan said? I asked him, I was like, you know, what does this involve? And he said, basically, we want you guys to do what you're doing and, uh, and do that. He said, we just want to sort of um, help each other and join this. He said, you know, and that was just sort of the thing. We, we have listened to what you're doing, and we, we like what you're saying. And, uh, you know, we want you to come join us, and we want to provide. This is what he said. We want to provide those that are listening with content and material that can help them in their walk with Christ as much as we can. So he said, whereas we do one podcast a week, they can have, you know, you guys in that week, and they can have some of the others that can help them and strengthen their walk with God. And he said, you guys are taking it down this avenue, and we're doing this, and we have some others that are taking it down this avenue, and that's what we wanted to do. And I said, okay. That was the invitation. Yeah, We were invited we'll, we'll, to the podcast. The, I think the, the biggest thing that even me and you both had shared was uh, you asked him the question, as far as the celebrity pastor and the celebrity, uh, share that as well. I know we've shared it before in the past, but share again your thought there, John. Well, I told him, I said, my main, my only hangup is the moment that this becomes a celebrity pastor culture, you know, in a celebrity culture, we're out. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't, I have no, I have no toleration for that. I don't like it. I don't, I, I won't be about it. And he told me, he said, I'm with you. And he said, one of the ways that we think we can combat that is what we talked, what he called meetups. And I was like, what the heck is a meetup? Made no sense to me. He tried to explain it to me. And I was like, okay, well, maybe. Mm -hmm. And dude, when we went to the meetup in Missouri, yeah, he was right. Was I mean, great. it was not a celebrity culture. I mean, yeah. really, the three guys weren't the main part of the thing i mean it was the people it was the stories of everybody that yeah. was the main attraction of everything i mean they really didn't do a whole lot they orchestrated a a question and answer part of it and they interviewed people but other than that they really didn't do anything in front of everybody you yeah. know we did our our episode in front of everybody the rfwp did their episode in front of it but they weren't they just it was not a celebrity culture and it was so refreshing Mm -hmm. So we, we were in 
you know, I, I, I knew that I had a camaraderie with Nathan already, and we had some very, um, a lot of things in common and a lot of things theologically in common, and um, had many conversations about that. And so, uh, so the, here we come to this week with this statement of faith. And so James has already given some explanation about the statement of faith was announced on their episode. And then they sent a message to all of us saying, here's the statement of faith and read it and sign it. And they told us you have, I think, when did we get it, James? Was it Monday of last week? Monday night. So we got it on a Monday night and they said, you have till Friday to sign it. Yeah. Well, and it was, it was even given as Monday as, Hey, look over this. Let us know if there's any revisions, spelling errors, things that may need to be addressed. Right. And then we, we commented through that. I didn't comment, John. I don't know if you did or not, uh, but I'm no, not I didn't, I'm but not I had a conversation with, with Nathan about yeah. one of the issues that you had with and brought it up with yeah. him. And he had a, he gave a good explanation about, you know, your concern on, on part of the statement of faith. And, and there were some, some, we, type, we all had errors. Feedback. Yeah. We all had feedback in it. Yeah. And, and, and Nathan, I think the next day, Tuesday, put out mm-hmm. a revised version of the statement of faith that fixed some of those sort of redundancies and errors and said, this is it, you know, sign it. Yeah. And quite honestly, the, the statement of faith is on their website. They have an entire episode where they read through the thing. There it is. You have it. And James and I read through it and I asked James, I said, do you have any problem with it? And you said, no, nothing, nothing, nothing that's going to cause me to separate and, apostas from the guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any problem with it. I mean, it, it, I it, would it would I and this is something I want to say. I think and I think we're about to say the same thing. I think we both wanted it maybe even be a little stronger on some areas. This is exactly what I was going to say. If okay. I was doing this, <laughs> if I was doing this, it would be a whole lot more narrow. Yeah. Yeah. A whole too. lot more narrow. These guys are a whole lot more open-armed than me and you would be. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly. And so there, I didn't have a problem with anything that was in there. And so we both signed it, and we're in the RFP. And everybody else has been hearing everything that's been going on. Now, James and I, uh, I say the uh, JC, Brian, and Nathan have released uh, an RFP extra where they explain all this stuff with this conflict that's happened online. And... Mm-hmm. Um, James and I have no desire to give commentary on the conflict or to talk about why one side is better than the other or anything like that. That's not what the purpose of this is. Um, I think um, I think the church split guys are going to release an episode giving their side of the story to, you know, okay. What we wanted to do is this. There are some in the community... And James has shared some of these things with me because I'm, I've gotten off social media. I may say something about that at the end. Uh, there are some in the community that were hurt by the fact that this conflict happened so publicly. Mm-hmm. And some of the information that just caused confusion. And they didn't know how to, they didn't know what to think about it. And some of them, their specific individual stories happened with conflict like this and so to see what was going on 
really brought up a lot of bad emotions and bad feelings of what had happened in their past. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it bothered James and I want to talk to you. That's yeah. what we want to talk about. We want to talk about this. And, and can I say this? I, I just want to say, you know, we're sorry that this happened and that it maybe that hurt was relived because of this situation. Um, but maybe if you, if you listen and stick with us, we can offer something to you from God's word that might, uh, bring some comfort and some understanding when it comes to the area of conflict. Yeah. Well, and even to, even to say that, John, we live and we're going to address this here in just a minute. We live in a fallen, broken world. We live in a world that's full of sin. And I love how the, the growing grace podcast said to, I was listening to episode today and one of them had said, my mind can't imagine living in a sin free environment because all I've ever known is sin. And so dealing with sin, dealing with broken people, conflict is going to happen inevitably, no matter what, because we're sinful, because we're prideful, because we're, you fill in the blank of the sin. And so conflict happens. And so because conflict happens, we need to address how can we respond to conflict? How can we, from a biblical worldview, from using scripture, take conflict and approach it in the right way. And we're going to use some information from Ken Sandy's Peacemaker book, and uh, we'll give some of his his thoughts at the end. Uh, but, but John, why, I know I sort of went into it a little bit, but wh- why does conflict even happen? Uh, you have an answer written down here. Why does, that, why does that happen? And this is something that I think will, uh, okay, is it safe to say that when, con- when conflict, when you're in the middle of conflict, things seem complicated? I mean, even looking at the situation that's happened to other social media the past couple of days, there's so much confusion and things seem so complicated and you feel like you're trying to untangle, uh, uh, you know, messed up ball of yarn that just seems untangleable, if that's mm-hmm. a word. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it a word, John. Yeah. And I think that the best way to help you navigate being in a conflict or observing some conflict that just makes you uncomfortable um, is to simplify things. Let's, let's try to make it a lot more simpler. When we think about why the conflict is happening, quite simply, it is happening because we are all sinners. And let me explain what I'm talking about there. Within the RFP community, you have sinners. Mm-hmm. Within the RFP network, you have sinners. Mm-hmm. In fact... I don't think we're going to get tossed out for saying this, but Brian Edwards, J.C. Groves, and Nathan Cravat are all sinners. Yeah. And dare I say, Brian Bodie and Will Hess are sinners. But in case anybody try to think that we're setting ourselves on a pedestal, James Seyfried and John Hollyfield are sinners. Amen. And James, Very much so. what happens when you take a group of sinners— and you put them in a room together. They make a bunch of mistakes. Yes. Conflict is going to happen. Can I say this about this? Guys, this is probably not the last conflict that's going to arise within the RFP network. Because we have sinners among us, and we are sinners. And I dare say, for everyone listening to you, to, to us right now, whoever listens to this podcast, I want to ask you this. Do you have a conflict-free life? I mean, really, do you? 
Because I think the answer to that is probably no. We all experience conflict. We all have conflict in our lives because of sin. Can I tell you something else, too? Let's go to the Bible. Probably some a person that many people have expressed as being one of the greatest Christians ever, the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul experienced conflict with other good brothers in Christ. I mean, there's a story in the book of Acts where they were getting ready to go on a missionary journey. And Paul's number one buddy, his James Saferit, or mm. maybe his John Hollyfield, you know, you know, James is Paul, I'll be Barnabas. <laughs> uh, uh, his, 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 his best buddy, Barnabas, wanted to bring along, who many uh, commentators believe was probably his nephew, a guy by the name of John Mark, along on the missionary journey. And Paul said, no. Because they had gone on a missionary journey with John Mark before, and John Mark got homesick, and he went home and abandoned them. And Paul couldn't let that go. And so it says that the contention was so strong that they parted ways. Mm -hmm. They divided. They had, can we say this, a church split. Mm. Oh, my. (laughs) They parted ways. And so what happened was Barnabas ended up going with John Mark. And Paul grabbed a new guy named Silas. Well, and John, let me interject. Do you, you think there was some maybe contention and conflict between Paul and Barnabas? Yeah, the text actually years. says that. Yeah. Well, it for, says that, that there was contention. The contention was so sharp. Yeah. And the great thing about even that, and I'm sure you're going to get to it, is we see even later in Scripture where there's reconciliation. Well, we see indications that lead us to believe that there was reconciliation because when Paul's in prison and he writes to Timothy, he tells them to bring him things that he needs, and one of the things he tells them to bring is John Mark, for yeah. he is profitable for my ministry. Yeah. In other words, his opinion of John Mark changed, probably because of the testimony of Barnabas. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, what we see there is we see that conflict is going to happen. All right. So I guess what we want to sort of cover now is how can we respond to conflict? Yeah. And as we think through that, everything we do as a Christian, everything that we do as a person, as a believer, should try to bring honor and glory to God. I think one of the things that Jim Neuheiser said to my counseling is Ask yourself, is what you're doing right now glorifying God or honoring God? If it's not, then you probably need to change some things because as a Christian, as a believer, everything in our life should be to honor God. When we look at the life of Jesus, he says, I must be about my father's business. I must be honoring God. I have to do these things in order to honor God. And so how can we honor God? We're going to lay out four basic principles for you. Um, as we go through this, the first is this, for sake of time, we probably need to rush this a little bit, John. We're taking our time. Um, is The first is we can trust God. Proverbs 3 simply lays out, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. Do not rely on yourself. We talked just a minute ago how we're sinners. If we rely on self, we're going to make mistakes. If we rely on glorifying self, we're going to make mistakes. We've got to trust in the Lord, acknowledge Him, and he will direct our paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I like that those those words in the first 
part of verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Mm-hmm. As then you find yourself in the middle of a conflict, I want you to ask yourself that question. <laughs> Self-reflect. Am I being wise in my own eyes? Uh, the next thing is you can trust God, you can obey God. Mm-hmm. Listen, we have, we have his word to lay out what it is that he expresses for us to do, and we can still do that in the middle of conflict. Number three, you can imitate God. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in strife? No. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Yeah. The fourth thing is we can acknowledge God. Uh, Philippians 2.13, For God is the one working in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. God is there. He's working in us. Uh, one of the things in Gently and Lowly that I just read this morning, God, if he was physically here, could give us a hug, but his spirit gives us a hug that's so much greater than a physical hug because his, his spirit lives within us and he's working in us. And when we acknowledge that the spirit of God is working in us, we're able to use the spirit to be able to work to do his good will through everything that we do. Even in a conflict, the Spirit of the Lord is able to work things through His good and for His glory. Now, James, this, as we transition to sort of where we want to finish up at, um, does God expect or the Bible expect us to, that every conflict and everything is going to end in peace? No. No, but... We have instruction from Romans twelve eighteen that says, if it is possible, mm-hmm. as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. What is that? What is that saying to us? Number one, we get this this idea from it that there are going to be times and situations where even if you are striving for peace, it still is probably not going to happen. It may not happen, but. The command is, is that how you, where you find yourself in the conflict, you let it be said that as much as in you, you try to seek peace. You try to be for peace. All right? Jesus in the high priestly prayer in John 17, praying to God before he was arrested, said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. He's talking about us there. That they may be... They may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. May they also be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them a, the glory which you gave me, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, and that they may be perfect in unity, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and I have loved them as you have loved me. You know, there's a reason why he wants us as believers, even though he knows and we know we're going to have conflict, that we strive for peace. And he also says the same thing to the disciples in John 13. John, James, can you read John 13? Yeah, John 13. And I, I use this statement almost weekly with our teenagers and with our young adults as I teach them. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another and this is the key statement, and I think it's so true in our life. If we can grab a hold of this and run with it, I believe that we will change the world. 
By this, all men will know that you are my disciple if you have love one for another. Not contention, not hatred, not bitterness, not resentment, not anger, but love one for another. It's hard to have love for one another. In a fallen, broken world, as we started this talk out with, we live in that fallen, broken world, and it's going to be hard to live peaceably with all men. But Jesus again says here, if you do that, if you can love one another, that's how people are going to know that you're one of my disciples, because you can love one another, that you can bear sitting in a room with someone else that you have a disagreement with and still show love toward them. It's a tough thing. It's been tough for me. It's been tough for some things in my life right now, but God is still good. He's still on the throne and we are able to show love one toward another. And James, before we finish, that was, that was, that was a great word on that about the disciples and we are disciples as well. But before we finish, let's, um, I want to talk directly to those that are listening for those that find themselves in a conflict. And we want to ask you these questions. Ken Sandy writes these questions in his book, the peacemaker. And I just found them oh, so good for myself and my soul and convicting at the same time. And I think these are questions that we want to want you to ask yourself as you find yourself either in conflict or observing a conflict. And so, James, just go, let's tag team these one at a time. I'll start with the first one, and you go to the next one, all right? The the first question we want you to ask yourself as it pertains to the conflict you find yourself in, have you made peace with God by accepting him as your personal Lord and Savior and King? You know, John, this is another good point when we think of that. I know most of our listeners probably profess to know Jesus, but— you're not only going to have conflict with people who are Christians. You at times are going to have conflict with people who are unbelievers. And it may be an opportunity that the Lord has allowed that conflict to happen for you to be able to share the gospel with them, for you to be able to make reconciliation and them ask that question. Why are you doing this, man? We're we're in the middle of a fight and you're worried about reconciling with me and making things right. And they're going to begin to provoke the questions into us and say, what is different about you? And we're going to be able at that moment to share the Lord Jesus Christ with them through a conflict, through a time that we're struggled with and be able to share the Lord with them. So number two, as we go forward, are you at peace with other people? If not, if there is someone that you're not at peace with, from whom are you estranged from? And then why are you estranged from them? Begin to ask yourself, okay, who do I have conflict with? Who do I have a quarrel with? Who do I have someone that is a problem with? And then begin to ask the question, why is it that I am having these problems? Yeah. Why is it that I am struggling with this? And begin to get to the root of it to be able to solve it. Next one is, are you expecting the kind of internal peace? Experience. Experiencing, sorry. Are you experiencing the, t- the kind of internal peace that you desire? And if not, Why? Yeah. Number four, has the peace and unity of the Christian community been disrupted by your dispute? And then the question you need to ask is how, how has it been disrupted by your actions or the actions of you and someone else? Read that again, James. Number four, read number four again. How has the peace and unity of a Christian or the Christian community that you're in been disrupted by your dispute? 
Number five, what effect might this conflict have on the reputation of Christ? Is it, what is more important? Is your reputation more important than the reputation of Christ? Number six. Number six, is there someone who might have something against you? Now we're thinking even not only about ourselves, but a bit about other people around us. What have you done to be reconciled? Do you believe that you are free to worship God or do you need to make another effort to restore unity with that person? I'm going to read that again. Do you believe that you are free to worship God? The Bible says that we should never even go into a remembrance time of communion where we've got alt with a brother. There was recently in my life where uh, something that I had said and done hurt someone, and I didn't even realize it. And one of our deacons came to me and told me that. And so I had to make reconciliation, and I told him, I said, I need to do this because I can't observe communion knowing that I didn't even realize that I'd hurt him until this person had told me, and so now I am having to make reconciliation so that I can even observe communion with brothers and sisters in Christ. And so do you believe that you're free to worship God? If you believe you're free to worship God, when someone has all against you or you have all against them, that's between you and the Lord. But how can we make another effort to maybe restore unity? Why and how might Satan be aggravating this dispute? Maybe a question that you probably couldn't specifically answer but maybe something you need to think about. Yeah. Have you been striving earnestly to resolve this dispute or giving only partial effort to make peace? Are you doing everything you can possibly is what it's saying here to live peaceably with all men? Are you doing everything you can to resolve this dispute? Yeah. Next one is, have you remembered the forgiveness that you have in Christ and drawn on his grace to resolve this dispute, have you been working in your own wisdom and strength? Who will you depend on from to depend on from this point on? And then James, the last one. The last one we're going to read a passage of scripture here. It says in Ephesians chapter four, verses twenty-nine through thirty-two, let no corrupt talk or communication come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it might give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy spirit by whom we are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put from you along with malice. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. And so our thought here is, are you thinking speaking or even acting in a way that might grieve the Holy Spirit? Are our actions grieving how the Holy Spirit interacts with our family, with our friends, with our community? Uh, my wife tells me all the time, she says, James, stop provoking your kids to wrath. <laughs> as husbands, you can't do that. As, as fathers, you can't do that. Uh, but my nature, I do that at times, and my wife is there to correct me. My wife sees that, she helps me out. Is the Holy Spirit correcting you when you begin to grieve the community of God? 
are our acting, our thinking, our speaking, are we so in tune with the Holy Spirit that we feel that conviction, that we know, I mean, I just did something wrong. That's good. Guys, listen. In the middle of all this conflict that was going on in the network, and James and I, you know, the guys sort of laid out a lot of the details of everything and the information, behind-the-scenes information about what was going on in that RFP Extra episode. But can I tell you something, just honestly? My emotions got stirred up a little bit. And uh, there was this one question that kept sort of focusing me and centering me from doing something or saying something that was probably end up regretting or starting more, stirring more conflict. And that was this. How can I glorify God in this situation? Hmm. How can I glorify God in this situation? And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and we're 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 finished. But as everything has has done what is done, James and I sit right here, knowing what we know, and we are still in the RFP network, and we are still in good relationship, good friendship, and still support the guys of the. Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast. Yeah. Well, and and right right when you say that, John, a lot of people think that the church split is the only one that is done with the network. There's a couple other podcasts that have decided we're just going to go do a different thing. We're still friends with all of them. We still are in good community relationship. We've been talking to Will. We've been talking to these other ones. Uh, that we had a relationship with. If if one of them left and we didn't really talk with, it's a different story. But we are still in agreement for Christ's sake through all of this. And uh, let, let me also say this thing, and maybe, John, you may have one other thing to say as we get done, but no one asked us to do this episode. No, no. No one not. said. I'm no glad one you said, thought that. I never would have thought yeah, about that. But, no, yeah, no. this was totally our idea. Yeah, no one said, "Hey, you guys go in there. Let's rally behind the troops. Let's 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 circle the bandwagons." No, we we thought this is literally when I sent John a couple of messages. I sent I screenshotted one uh, that a comment was made, something about I left the Independent Fundamental Baptist movement because this is conflict happened and this is what happened, and I feel like I'm back in it again. And I said, John, we probably need to talk about this. Yep. It, and so we're addressing this not necessarily because people got their butt hurts in one way or another. Okay. But we're addressing this is how can we take this situation and honor God through it? And so that's sort of our talk. And, and John, you know I think what, you James, you've stirred in me some strong language. So let me give some strong <laughs> language. I wasn't going to, but you got it stirred in me. Can I say this? As far as this conflict with the RFP network is concerned, we don't give a flying flip about what the church split or the RFP are doing about it. Our concern is those within the community mm -hmm. that had feelings stirred up and were hurt by witnessing what was going on and a lot of confusion. That's yeah. where our concern was, and that's what we wanted to address. Yeah, and I think that's what we tried to do today in a nice biblical way, 
given some hope, given some help, given some ways that people can take some tangible scripture and maybe dwell on a verse, maybe take Romans twelve eighteen and just meditate on it for the next couple of days. Romans twelve eighteen is a verse, man. If yeah. at all possible, yeah, be at peace. Maybe, it may be a different. Maybe it may be Ephesians. Maybe you just read through the book of Ephesians for the next couple of days. Uh, we're just trying to give you some some ways that when conflict happens, you have tools in your tool belt to be able to go at that conflict in the best possible way. Well, enough with this mess. Next time, uh, mm. next Thursday, we're going to stuff. drop uh, a web episode that's been long in the making. Mm. Uh, and it is raw and uncut. It is, it is, <laughs> it is mine and James' wives joining us, and we're going to talk about the subject of leaving legalism together. How, or maybe, maybe uh, explain it, explaining it this way. You know, whenever you're a couple and you're making an exit, and maybe the two of you aren't on the same page, or how do you grow mm-hmm. together through that that experience and that process? So, I love the conversation we had. We had a we had a blast doing it, and. Um, I think you'll enjoy listening to it. There's a lot of laughter. Yeah, very much so. Well, I think that's all we're going to do today. Uh, James, thank you guys for listening to the For Freedom podcast and, and all the you know the, the support you've given us up through these 66 episodes. And uh, we still got some things down the pipe planned to come. So we're, uh, uh, for the foreseeable future, we're not going anywhere. And uh, we're going to continue to try to help you point you to the Bible and to the Scripture and God's Word for the struggles that you're going through. So until next time, to God, not the pastor, be the glory. Thanks for listening to the For Freedom Podcast. To find more content like this, please visit rfpnetwork.org. To find more podcasts like this one, resources, and meetups to encourage you on your journey.